welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. We have an important announcement. Everyone on this show has gone mad. Run, run! Oh yeah, your hosts are ruined us. <laughs> Where is the show gone? <laughs> Anyways, so this is Season 4, Episode 18. Dusty Old Bones Full of Green Dust? Yes. Okay, well the topic today is gray muzzles. And we have a special guest here today. Uh, uh, I don't know where you're going. I'm, you, just, you just drive this car. Okay, and... well I'm going to continue to drive. I'm not going to give you the will. Oh, I guess you should uh, ask me what I've been doing, since it's what we normally do about now. Oh, okay. What have you been doing? <laughs> or what were you going to do? Hmm? I don't, okay, cool. Uh, I went to Seattle, had a good time. Tell um, us what you did at Seattle. I ate conveyor belt sushi. Ooh. It was good. How uh, much sushi did you eat? It was I... an all-you-can-eat buffet type thing? Good sushi is never all-you-can-eat. So... <laughs> So, so what was, no, it was tell not. us your experience about the conveyor belt sushi. Um, it was fun. I, I've done it before. I just, I like eating salmon and I like that it comes to me and that I don't have to talk to people to get it. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I, I ate probably 10 plates of sushi before I cashed out because it's, you know, it's the colored plates. They charge you by the color. It was good. Oh, nice. that's cool. So they count, count up the plates. Yeah. Each plate has a color. The colors are worth a certain amount and then they go, here's your bill. And I cry. Um, I also discovered when I was up there that they have a matcha jamba juice smoothie now, which is dangerously addictive. Really? So good. So full of sugar. Ah, that's not good for me. No, I know. My breasts perk up a little bit every time I go in now. They go, oh, you're going to feed us more? We thought we were going away. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Uh, No, other than that, it's been good. I, I have gotten my machine back as of a few hours ago, so I'm enjoying that. That's awesome. What about you? Well, I went to Lagoon this weekend. I'm so uh, sorry. This week. So it was actually really fun. I went with a good friend of mine, Space. Oh, for Media Space. Yeah, for Media Space. I went with him and um, we went to the Guess Your Age booth. (laughs) (laughs) Which they guessed my age to be 22. Yay. What'd you win? So I won a prize. I won a tail, actually. A great big, huge, gigantic dragon tail. It was really? actually really fun. Huh. And then they guessed Space's weight, and they guessed 150 pounds. Oh! I'm like, what? So he won, too. Space is fat. No, Space <laughs> is a nice guy. <laughs> space is, yeah. Anyways. Um, and then I've just been, you know, doing a whole bunch of different interviews this week. It's been... Interviews? Oh, in, uh, not like media interviews, like job stuff. Yeah, job <laughs> stuff. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, but it's been it's been kind of a little bit horrible. You think that you think that you know doing the show helps you for an interview, but when you sit in front of four people and they all stare at you and they basically give you a list of questions on what they want to know about, they give you one minute to prepare, and then they don't say anything for fifteen minutes. And you're supposed to talk about yourself. That, that's a little bit of a kind of a scary interview. At least it is for me. So, um, yeah. So I'm learning to get over those interview jitters. But cool. Anywho. All right. You ready? Yes. Yes, I am. You know what is great? Not keeping my computer on mute. Let's do it again. There's your cookie. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
He's only half-baked. It's Ruse Cookie Time. Awesome. So let's see what we have for the cookie today. Guess what, guys? It's a real cookie. Woo! Awesome. So today's cookie is put up with the small annoyances to gain great results in bed with a cookie. Awesome. Really? Yep. And that was today's cookie. Well, we hope you enjoyed your potty break. Yes, we started right now. And we're back. <laughs> wow. Rue and I are having a wonderful ball here. This is awesome. So uh, today's topic is the gray muzzles, whether you spell it with an A or with an E or without a space or with. You all know what we're talking about, we hope. And if you don't, by the end of this episode, you will. But in order to do this properly, we had to go find a victim. So we dug around on the streets for a while, and we found one who was willing to come in, and we promised him liquor afterward. We found a skunk on the side of the road, and we brought him inside. I like that you're wearing a skunk shirt, by the way, so tell us who you are. Uh, I'm SK Skunk. D- do the S and the K actually have any meaning? Yeah, it, it's short for Skunk Skunk. <laughs> you know, Na- I... Name's so nice, I used it twice. I, I've, <laughs> okay, so I've, like, I've known you, you know, and we run into each other at... Social events or whatever. And I've always wondered, but I've never figured a good time to ask till now. So all these years, I wonder, is it just skunk skunk? It's skunk skunk. It's a play on Methodies, Methodies, if that's the proper Latin, because I'm not Latin, so I don't know how to speak Latin. But no, I think you're American. Yeah, very. Yeah. All right, well, the next question we had was, what are you? But apparently you're a skunk. Now, I'm not a badger. So is there only one kind of skunk out there, or are there like multiple species of skunk? Uh, um, Fandom-wise or real? Real. I suppose real? I could just look this up right now, but that's uh, not fun. There's, there's a couple variations, but mostly the striped skunk. There's a hognose skunk. There's the spotted skunk, which I really like because they like stand, do headstands when they point their butt at you to shoot <laughs> at you. And are these all nor- in North America? Is this, no, is pretty much. North America, towards Mexico. Do, um, do skunks go anywhere else but North America? Is there like a Chinese skunk? Uh, no, I don't believe there's a Chinese skunk. There are no Europeans. That's, uh, Pepe Le Pew is a poser because there are no French skunks. He was an import. He fakes it. Yeah, he's, he's some dude from New Jersey. <laughs> so why skunks? Like, you know, you, you had all these different choices of species to choose from. Why uh, does a skunk fit you and your personality? Uh, there's a duality within skunks. You know, obviously the 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 black and white, the colorations. Mm-hmm. The um, you know, we're this cute, cuddly creature with this horrible, horrible stench. Uh, the duality fits me. I can be nice and cuddly and tick me off, and you get to smell the stench. Yay! <laughs> so um, so. Are you into like there's this this fetish that I know of that's uh, that people geez. are into smells. Are you into that? I get this quite a bit uh, and actually I like the smell of skunk on the wind, so to speak. I like it like gently. Um I have no desire to be sprayed by a skunk or stick my noses in other places where I might get sprayed. That's a good. That's a good philosophy. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you could. If people who want to smell skunk, rub your eyes with a lemon. It would probably feel better. Oh, that's true. All right. So, how old are you, and how old is your character? Uh, 
I am 52. You don't look 52. I don't feel 52. Well, actually, I do right now, but normally I don't feel 52. Uh, character, four or five years old, which is about the same length of time I was in the fandom. Oh, that's ah, so if you're four or five years old, so does that make you a uh, kid fur, baby fur type thing? No, or? that makes me a strange 52-year-old man that likes to dress up like a skunk. Well, no, <laughs> but you said that your that's character was for... <laughs> oh. We're moving on. <sighs> so what cons have you been to? Oh, a um, bunch of Rocky Mountain Fur cons. Uh, BLFC was the last con. Love both of them. Uh, last year I went to Anthrocon. I've been to a Midwest Fur Fest. Why did you um, not go back to Anthrocon? Because uh, it's too expensive for me to go to every year. It's a pretty good commitment in the travel. And quite frankly, it kind of ruined other conventions for me. Really? Now, how does that happen? Uh, it's just so awesome to be able to wander around downtown Pittsburgh among non-furs. For me, it's all about being with... I love being with my furry friends, but to go out and entertain and be weird around people who have no clue what's going on makes it so much better. Oh, plus drinking in bars. Oh, in of course. Sea. What is your definition? My definition of a gray muzzle? Yes. Um, somebody that probably shouldn't be in the fandom. No. <laughs> no. I kid, I kid, no. Um, general rule of thumb, anyone over 30 is considered a gray muzzle. Um, you know, some people will fight and say 35. Some people will say 50. Um, you know, I know some 20 year olds that are going gray. So <laughs> I suppose they could be gray muzzles if they want as well. And but generally people over 30. So you're over 30. You're just uh, a little bit just over 30. A little yeah. Over 30. <laughs> so do you identify as a gray muzzle then? Yes, I do. Very much so. Um, I used to actually have a gray muzzle until I figured out I can't wear my suit with a beard anymore. It got turned, actually turned all gray. Oh. Yeah. The joys of going old. So you, this is a label that you can choose to not have. This is not like, you know, it's not, it's not a fixed decision. It's, it's, some, it's like, almost like a sub-community. So, so why did you choose to accept the label? Um, well, I mean, why do we choose to accept any labels? Just because it's easy, I suppose. Um, well, there's a wide variety of reasons why anyone would accept a label. You want to be associated with a specific activity. It's a, it's an easy identifier. Um, it, it, being an older person in a predominantly younger fandom, uh, is interesting to say the least, but, uh, you know, being older, it kind of sets me apart and gives people a little bit of warning what they're getting to. You know, when you're in the suit, nobody really knows your age. Um, Unless you have a cane or... Yeah. We'll hobble around, you know, the you know, <laughs> IV bag stuck to your arm. <laughs> Wilford Brimley following you around. <laughs> Diabetes. No, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice. It's kind of an easy choice. It's an easy identifier. So, so, but 30, 30, I'm 30. So am I a gray muzzle? You're am gay I, dead. I'm, is, is this my gay death? Is that what? No, I'm just kidding. You are gay I'm dead. I'm just kidding. What? You are gay dead. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I will get Keo to call you. No, no. No, uh, the only. 30 is the, uh, 50 is the new 30. So by that <laughs> reasoning, you're only actually 20. So 
you know, give your prize back to Lagoon. Yes. Darn it. What other definitions exist for Green Muzzle? Because there's not just one, and it's not just the age number. Well, I suppose people that are into playing advanced age might fall into that, but I have never run into anybody that wanted to, to play older. See, I've, I've heard people that have argued Grey Muzzle could also be the length of time you've been involved in the fandom, because there are plenty of people who get involved really young. Uh, that's, and I actually, I, I know people who've been in the fandom four times as long as I have that are half my age, so. Would you, would you qualify them as Grey Muzzle at that point? No. No. So for you, it's strictly an age I thing. Would, I would, it, to, to me, in basic, it is an age thing. Um, I suppose, you know, the people who've been in the fandom for a long time but aren't old and gray and decrepit like me, uh, you know, maybe we need to come up with a new term for them, like well-seasoned. Well-seasoned children, you know, the Wicked Witch would really like that to go in the pot of stew. You know, it makes me really think, where did gray muzzle come from? Like, it could it could have been anything, but why was it gray muzzle? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> where did that word come from? Like, that's it, it would be interesting to find out who actually coned this particular term. I mean, we could have been called Cone. the grays, but then people would think we were outer space aliens or something. So... There's not a source on Wikifur, which is, of course, the definitive thing of all furry information. No, oh, kidding. Um, <laughs> it says, a gray muzzle is an older furry fan. It's meant as a term of respect rather than an insult. Depending on one who asks, a gray muzzle may be any person involved in the fandom before 1991. That's kind of an odd date. Any fan who's over a certain age, 30, 40, 45, or 50, depending on who you ask. Any, fan, any person who's been in the fandom for a certain period of time, 5, 10, 15 years. Any person who has had Telnet to access furry muck before the advent of chat clients. Originally, it meant pre-internet furries, um, but they may have only been involved a few years because now age is a thing with it, too, I guess. Hmm. It also means a breed of domestic canine who may develop gray fur on their muzzles as they reach old age. I used to tell people my black lab was drinking bleach. <laughs> oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. So, and it was totally not true. This is actually a pretty big question. Do you find that you were treated differently in the fandom as a gray muzzle? Do you get like stuff from FARP? Uh, no, the, the, the furry... Um, well, I guess if we had the furry gray panthers, it would be a whole different story, wouldn't it? Um, mean a whole different thing in the fandom. That's um, true. You know, I've never, I've never run across it. Uh, in some ways, it's freaked people out when I've popped my head off in a headless lounge, and people kind of like, "Oh, you're not like, you're older than my parents," and that's kind of weird. Um, that, have that, they actually said that, or is I it have just had looks? that said to me. I have that. Oh, you're, you know, well, once they figure out how old I am, they're like, "Oh, uh, you're older than my parents," and that would be a little strange especially if i was trying to date them or something but uh i've never had it used disparagingly um i've never really had any people give me a problem with it i actually have run across a couple people saying oh you know people that are you're too old to be doing this but that's you know you know there's always going to be a sore spot and somebody in the fandom's going to have a sore spot i mean it's 
you know, yeah. a day without sore spots in the fandom is like a day without sunshine. Well, the reason why I bring this up is because I have two um, gray muzzle friends that are out in Idaho and they are having trouble um, getting involved in their local community because, um, you know, nobody is their age. You know, they're, they, they feel kind of a little bit alone. What would you recommend as far as advice to them to help them to get involved in their local community or get involved with some of these younger people? Um, not pay attention to the people that are giving them any grief over it. Uh, I mean, you know, the, since I've been in Salt Lake city, which is only slightly longer at uh, less time than I've been in the fandom, you know, everybody here has been very accepting to me, very open to me. I haven't had that problem here. You know, it could be a regional thing or, you know, a background thing. Uh, you know, I, I could be the age of, you know, you get enough people of a young certain age and they look at older people as kind of like, you know, I, I don't want my parents telling me what to do. Yeah, I could see how some young people might have a problem with older people, but. So, so flip it on its head then. Do you ever find yourself limiting interaction with those who are younger than a certain age? And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying 18 because that's kind of an obvious one. But obviously there are people who are between 18 and 34. Is there like a, a cutoff in there where you're less likely to find that you want to be their friend and kind of get to know them and stuff? Uh, being a friend is totally on whether you're you know a halfway decent person or not. Uh, I don't really see age. Um, you know, I, I do try to stay well away from the 18 level just because perceptions and the risk of, of making a mistake, um, drama, drama. Um, you know, there's no reason why someone my age can't be friends with somebody less than half my age. Um, so the origin of the, the question comes from like, I am, I try and just say hi to a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's nice to meet people, right? Yeah. But the problem I have is that they they talk about things that that I don't relate to at all. And it's not like the whole, you know, when you're growing up, like, oh, you got into that dumb thing. Like, it was, it's not that kind of thing. It's just like, I don't care about SpongeBob. Like, I don't want to talk about SpongeBob. SpongeBob's terrible. Right. But I hate SpongeBob. But I have met people who are like, oh, yeah, I grew up loving it. I love SpongeBob. I mean, it was the greatest thing. And I'm like... This is a very difficult thing for me to talk about with you. <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm getting. Like, do you well, find that I, there's a... I get that with video games because I'm, I'm not of a gaming generation and I never took it up, although there's plenty of people my age that do game. Um, I tend to not game. I you know, do other things. Um, so sometimes the gaming aspect and gaming conversations get a little strange. Um, people talking about the good old days of the... Night, late 1990s and it's like that wasn't that can't have been that long yeah. ago like, <laughs> people are like well, yeah back in, in 2005 this thing and I'm like that was that was 10 years ago already mm-hmm. get off my lawn yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, hey kids come play on my lawn how old is the Lion King at this point is uh, it like, I just had its anniversary isn't it like 20 years uh, I'm looking it up right now well, it was released in June fifteen ninety four. Yeah, June fifteen ninety four. Twenty years ago. Wow. Simba can now drink legally. <laughs> so can Tommy Pickles, though. Oh yeah, I can't believe the Rugrats are that old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I recall growing up and somebody made a statement. Well, nineteen sixty four Mustang is now an antique car. 
I was born in 1962. And, Are you an antique? And does that make me an antique? And if I was a car, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be considered an antique. You know, it's, you know, uh, but time is something we hopefully don't stop too soon. You know, it doesn't mean we have to grow up. So are you saying that you're a little bit of a lost boy still in your heart? Oh, I'm a lost something. (laughs) (laughs) He's a skunk skunk. Well, we should go off to space news. We should go off to space. Let's take a piece. Go to space now. (laughs) Space. Space. There you go. Anyway, you're right. Uh, Let's go ahead. uh, We're going to go to our first break. We have some delicious space news for you, delicious. And then we will be back with more questions. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Saturday, July 18th, here are your space headlines. Just like last week, this particular one is going to focus largely on a single incident, and this time it's actually something really damn cool. Uh, Earlier this week, New Horizons made its close pass of Pluto, and it has been sending back some startling data. There was so much to go over, I had to kind of pick and choose what to talk about, so I've only got a few little bits of things to talk about, but there's so much more out there, and we're still getting so much all the time. First up, if you've been uh, paying attention, you'll know that there is a heart-shaped patch across one section of the surface of Pluto, and it's already been named. It's referred to as Tombaugh Regio, which is uh, named for Clyde Tombaugh, father of one of the team members, Annette Tombaugh Sites. It's uh, a very interesting feature. In fact, one area within it, called the Sputnik Planum, uh, it's located in the center left of the heart, and it's devoid of craters, which is really interesting. It suggests that it was formed by geological activity, in the uh, fairly recent past, uh, they're suggesting that the age is uh, no more than 100 million years, and it actually may still be active right now. Uh, the surface itself is broken up into separate cells or blocks with troughs between them, and uh, those blocks may be caused by contractions, not unlike mud drying. Uh, could be signs of convection driven by heat from the interior. Uh, could be signs of uh, cryovulcanism, basically ice volcanoes. Uh, they're comparing the surface to a pot of boiling oatmeal or blobs in a, in a lava lamp. Uh, and there's another region uh, not too far from there called the Norge Montes. It's named for Tenzing, Mor- excuse me, Tenzing Norge, the first man to climb Mount Everest. And it's a range of mountains that stands 11,000 feet above the surface. It's incredible. They've found that the surface of Pluto is covered largely by uh, uh, nitrogen, methane, and carbon dioxide ice, but that's not nearly strong enough to make mountains. So the mountains on Pluto are likely made of bedrock or water ice, and it has been confirmed that Pluto has an icy polar cap, largely methane and nitrogen ice. But Pluto's not the only one making headlines. One of its moons, the biggest one, Charon, or Charon, depending on how you prefer to pronounce it, has been startling scientists. People had assumed that it was just going to be marred with craters, a very stark landscape just filled with impact craters. But when they finally got some images, they show that it has features that suggest recent geological activity, just like Pluto. It's very interesting seeing the the, the plains and the, the craters and the... The, uh, the chasms, there's one that's actually deeper than the Grand Canyon here on Earth. The Grand Canyon has a depth that's about a mile, and this one is around four miles deep. It's massive. It also has a dark polar cap, not necessarily ice, but it's 
uh, a sort of a veneer over what's actually there. They're not. I don't remember if they said what it's made of, but it's very interesting seeing this dark region near the pole. And unofficially, they have nicknamed it Mordor. So yeah, it's awesome to be a nerd. There's so much more being discovered and will continue to be discovered. There's about 40 gigs of data that New Horizons is trying to send back to us, but because it's so far from Earth, it's going to take a long time because the signal has gotten so weak. Uh, that 40 gigs is being sent at only one kilobit per second, meaning it'll take about 16 months to receive all of it. Not to mention all the other readings it might take as it continues to pass through the Kuiper Belt and even into interplanetary space. You should be expecting to hear a lot more about the Pluto system in months to come, so keep your eyes and ears open. That's all we've got for you this time. For more information on space and space-related matters, follow NASA and the New Horizons team on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Hello, my name is Dallas Kirkland from Bonifay, Florida, and you're listening to For What It's Worth, the only place to learn about the furry fandom and have a great time at the same time. Welcome back. So we're going to continue our discussion about gray muzzles. This is so NPR. Would you add a little pizzazz? <laughs> Thank you. This is the live sounds of gray muzzles on For What It's Worth. Eat a cookie today. <laughs> we take donations and you too could feel good about paying for radio. Send us emails. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay. So what are the struggles you've found as a furry being a gray muzzle? We kind of want to get into your psyche for this segment. We really want to dig into your brain. Oh, okay. Um, are you ready to put on hazmat gear? Yes. Sure. Um, I, I really haven't had any, you know, I can't dance as long as I'd like. Um, I have to really limit what I do. You know, I can't run around like a 20-year-old, even if I want to. Um and again, I have to be kind of careful um, about who I'm fl flirting with and that sort of thing. Have you ever gotten into trouble with <laughs> who you're flirting with? I mean, uh, like... No, I'm a really careful person, but, you know, a um, little precaution. You know, I'm a nervous Nelly about that sort of thing. So, you know, I don't want there to be trouble, so I, I try to avoid it to begin with. That's why I'm so boring and I'm so single. <laughs> now available. Now available. At a store near you. Register today. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so, um let's talk about your health. Yes. Other than, so, you've have you felt as the years have gone by that your body other than dancing is just like, you know, no. Oh yeah, um I I'm currently passing a kidney stone. Like right now as like, we record there's right a kidney now, stone. Yeah, I had a couple hours in the ER earlier this week and I physically have a five millimeter chunk of calcium oxalate traveling between my kidney and my bladder. It's not Road fun. trip. <laughs> so, so when did you start to notice that your body was like, okay, I'm starting to run out of manufacturer warranty. I imagine it's kind of like a car, you know, you're good for 36,000 miles and then it's, things break. Uh, I probably noticed it a little bit in my thirties. Um, 
you know, I, I'm kind of an anomaly that way. Um, I, in my thirties, I, I was in fairly bad health. I weighed 300 pounds. Um, well, 298. Let's not, you, you used know. to be bigger when I first met you. You're right. Yeah. And I was, I, I had actually kind of grown it back. I've been able to keep that 185, 190. Um, but so yeah. So how did you get all that weight off of you? I quit drinking soft drinks and I quit eating French fries. I went to real butter. That's I so did, good. I did not drink any, if I did have a soda or if I did put a, a sweetener, it was honey or regular sugar. I did not use aspartame or any of the fake sugars. And I just limited what I ate. And I got off my butt and just did basic walking, a lot of hiking, you know, some bicycling, you know, I call it adventuring. You know, it makes it sound better than, oh, I'm going to go walk around a mall. I'm going to go adventuring. <laughs> have you seen the malls that have the little like um, lap markers? Oh stuff? yeah, that's so bizarre to me. Yeah, uh, people go to the mall just to um, see it a lot more in colder climates. Um, yeah, where people will actually—that is what they—they they go to the mall and they will walk five laps, you know, up and down the stairs. You're cheating if you use the escalator. Um, yeah. Hmm. So what? What else has changed? How about your energy levels? Um, energy levels, um, uh, I don't have the recovery time is the big one. Um, you know, I'm pretty good at limiting my, my exercise or my expenditure of energy. Um, I definitely don't recover as well as I used to. Um, especially after a con, um, I almost need the day home after a con. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't do a con, come home on Sunday night, go to work on Monday morning. It, I, I would not function well. I think that most of us, I mean, even for me, I do that as well. So I take an extra day because I like to be able to do my laundry. I like to take a nap. And so I guess so maybe. So gay. <laughs> I do my laundry. got to take a nap. Gotta... You got to sweep the floor, make the bed. Gotta, yeah. Like, gotta, don't you do that before you leave? Got to have sex with my boy. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> okay. So, so hold on. I had a, an energy question. I don't remember what it was. Forget it. Next. Oh, there are SK energy drinks, but I haven't really tried any yet. So I have my own energy drink. Do you? Did you approve of this energy drink? No. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stole my name. Oh, I was going to ask you. So. Uh, this is so. I feel like a retard asking this. I'm sorry, but what about your sleep? Do you still sleep the same amount? Um. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, I sleep better now for some strange reason. Really? You're you just know. Like, uh. Well, day of hard work and you know less stress, and tend to sleep real good. So so sleep is uh. I can't do the whole. You know do four hours of sleep and then work a full day or party a full day and another four hours of sleep. I got to have my six or eight. Oh, Corey looked it up. SK Energy comes in berry, grape, uh, is that raspberry lemonade? Strawberry. Strawberry lemonade and pomegranate. Yeah, they're like they're like five-hour energy shots. If you've ever tried SK Energy, you should totally message us and let us know. Yeah. Now, does that come from you directly? Is there a machine that helps you with the process? Or, <laughs> like, how does this work? <laughs> uh, Is it a morning, there's a thing? big vat out in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> it gets rained in. The birds <laughs> crapping it. That's just terrible. Squirrels. <laughs> yeah. They try to hide their nuts in there. It's a horrible thing. <laughs> Salty nuts. 
So how are your social interactions with non-gray muzzles? Yeah, I mean, sorry. How? You got it. Yeah. So um, within the fandom. So we've kind of touched on it. But like, do you ever feel out of place? Do you just go, ah. I do feel out of place a little bit. Um, you know, especially with the uh, pre-25-year-olds. Um you know, it's it's being that you know I was that age at one time, so I and I remember. It, so it, it's not that people under twenty five or something wrong with them or anything. Just usually around twenty five is kind of a break point, I find. Um, but some I've known twenty year olds that acted and behaved and talked and can converse with like an older person, and I've known thirty year olds, which you know, you just want to slap them and make them go stand in a corner. Oh, so much. Like me. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'd never slap you unless you ask. Mm, no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So any anything else that you can think of uh, with your social interactions with? Well, let's talk about like non-furries. That, uh, you hang out with an older crowd, I'm sure, right? Like you've got your, your you got all over. But... Uh, we have all over. I've got a lot of good friends that are in their early 20s. So I've got... Um, some really good friends in the 30s and 40s. Um, I've got several within the fandom that are older than I am. Um, what, about, what about out of the fandom, though? Out of the fandom, I really don't care. <laughs> Damn, because I was hoping you'd have like an awkward moment story there. Uh, no, it's I, I really found myself the last few years just kind of not really associating outside of the fandom. It's um, In some ways, it's kind of like, um, you know, I have to build this fake wall because I don't want to have to answer certain questions or I don't want to be accused of doing things that I don't do. You know, so it's, uh, but my, my interaction with, I, I can converse with children, teenagers. I was in customer service for years, so I can bullshit anybody. <laughs> I can bullshit anyone. When is it most obvious? Oh my goodness, I can't. Uh, um, okay, well here's the, I, I just thought of this one. Here's a good example. Um, uh, talking cars. Um, I'm a car guy. I'm a mechanic by trade. Um, I've always liked playing with cars. I like certain cars. I wish that we could change cars for any other word. It would sound hilarious. But anyway, continue. Yeah, automobiles. No, no, just uh, spoons or oh, you know, random uh, word. Um, firm nigs. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, you know talking with uh, um, the younger crowd on cars and everybody is like all into oh yeah more horsepower bigger turbos and you know the stance look and all this other stuff and I'm like fix your car so you can go to work <laughs> you know <laughs> um, you know I, you know in some ways you kind of maybe it's something you grow out of when you get a little older cars become less you know the coolness factor of them goes down although you know cool cars are still awesome cool but um, so I see that with cars and the automobile crowds um, you know a lot of it is just experience too you know people trying to trying to talk to a, a younger person who may not have a lot of experience working on cars. It's, well, I want to do this and this and throw this part. No, you have to like, like, like try to find the problem, you know, but that's a, a normal thing with, you know, anybody who's experienced in something, you know, to an inexperienced person. It's not an age thing necessarily. 
Um, so let's, let's go full circle here. We have an email that uh, came in after the show was already prepared, but uh, re reminded me nicely that we have it. So uh, it'll kind of bring us back to where we started, and then we can move to the fun stuff. So do you want to read it? or? Sure. That sh- it should be fine. If I can read today. Boy, what's up with me? Today. So, today, every day, <laughs> Califato. Here we go. All right. So Leo the artist wrote to us, and he said, Hey, you lovely cast of For What It's Worth. It's Leo again, putting my two Fox dollars yet again. Fox dollars. I haven't heard of this in season two. I know. Fox dollars are amazing. Anyway. Gray muzzles is a newer term to this tiger. So this episode will really help me know the high, the high X. EXP. EXP. A level member of the fandom. You have high experience points. Good job. (laughs) In my very brief experience of the fandom, in real life, most of you, uh, most of them I know, are in their mid-20s. So I kind of haven't gotten to know any gray muzzles. But how do you label yourself as a gray muzzle? Is it, is it how old you are? Or how long you have been in the fandom? Being a furry has no age limit. My personal opinion is of you are a fan of anthro animals, fursuits, and a very soft plushie. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just go out and do your furry thing. This is all this tiger has to say. Sincerely. Seriously. Seriously. (laughs) Leo the artist. P.S. Do we need the postscript? We can skip the postscript. Okay. So it kind of is where we started, but what do you think about his conclusion? He seemed to kind of draw the conclusion that we were that we got to here, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it really shouldn't. Um, the whole idea of being an older person doing something as ridiculous or being involved in such a ridiculous fandom as furry, and I think it's a marvelously ridiculous thing. There's no reason why it shouldn't happen. Um, The whole idea that you're supposed to, you know, you get out of high school and you go to college maybe or you go into the military and then you hit 30 and you're an old person and you have to have, you know, the, the family with three kids and a dog and you go on vacations once a year. No. It's all garbage. It's a trap, you know. There's no age limit to having fun. There's no age limit to keeping your mind open to new experiences. Um, There's no age requirements on being able to go out and be goofy and want to make people happy. Uh, So many old people, uh, especially, and I call old people, you know, those, those 60 year old people they're just horribly <laughs> old um i keep pushing 60 with a shorter and shorter stick and i'm pushing a pencil sharpener um you know there's there's no reason though for people to not have fun at any age and i think there would be a lot more older people that would be into the furry fandom or other fandoms in general um and i think you're starting to starting to see some of that um I recall my parents when they were 50 
and they acted old. They were old. They were serious most of the time. Um, and they were rather boring people. I mean, I hate to say, I love you, mom and dad, but you're, you know, you're boring people. <laughs> Get out and have fun, you know, feel what grass feels like under your toes, you know, enjoy a sunrise, enjoy a sunset, enjoy a tequila sunrise, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, go hang out and see different things, go to a play, you know, go, go play with crayons. You know, I think you give old, you know, older folks or people that are too stuffed in their shirts, too tied up and worried about working and making money and achieving, you know, they forget the simple things, you know, get a box of Crayolas and go have at it. I have one more question as far as, you know, age. So because you are, you know, you're, you're a lot older, you're seeing a lot of things change. You're also seeing friends that used to be your friends. You know, you're finding them in the obituary. You know, how do you how do you deal with that? Um, you deal with it like you deal with anything. Um, you know, growing old isn't optional, or it shouldn't be. Hopefully, um, it, but that is part of the game. Um, you know, we're all born equal. We all get one birth and we all get one death sooner or later. Um, you know, it's sad, uh, but in a way to see old friends or, you know, for instance, parents, you know, uh, uh, you know, my mom's 90 years old, 89, 90. And every time I get the phone call, I expect not good news. Um, but it's just a fact of life. Um, you know, death, we all have one, hopefully on our own terms and hopefully not too soon. Well, any, I guess that sounds like your final word, but do you have any other final words you want to add? Uh, no, anybody sees me around at a con, they're always welcome for a hug. Awesome. Well, we have a little bit more. We're going to now um, go to the game. No, we're going to break. Well, in a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, but first we're going to go to our break. Yep. So we're we're going to be torturing you next. Hey, Fuzzbutts! For what it's worth is coming up on its end-of-season episode, which means it's time to start thinking about your favorite moments of the season. Send us your favorite moments before July 31st, 2015, and we'll read your favorites on the air. Be it happy, sad, personal emotional moment, or that moment where you nearly hit a tree, we want to know what your favorites are. To get in on the action, just send your email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. We'll see you at the end of the season. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand breakfast cereal. When you're hungry for something sweet and crunchy, think For What It's Worth. Little boys and girls just love our sugar-encrusted bones, paw prints, 
wolves, griffins, and foxes. Not to mention our colorful new heart, rainbow, and color marshmallows. Part of a balanced breakfast, its high fiber is sure to keep you regular and help keep your coat silky and shiny. Each box comes with a special for what it's worth decoder ring so you can pass messages along in secret to your friends. Great for eating on those exciting Saturday mornings listening to the For What It's Worth radio show. It's For What It's Worth brand breakfast cereal. Add a splash of ketchup for some fruity goodness. Ask your parents today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the thing that you wait for the whole episode that most of you probably just skip to. It's time for the, the game. game. So we must punish you. And this is how it goes. I'll read you some directions and then we'll get right on our way. It says, you are a gray muzzle. You've lived through a lot of history. Now it's the time to show your knowledge of that history. I hope you're good with history. Are you good with history? Uh, moderately good. Good, good. So answer these 10 questions and prove you've earned your stripes. So question one. The royal baby has been born. What is the name of the child of Prince George and Princess Kate? I'm not an Anglophile. I'm a furry. I have no clue. It is Princess Charlotte. Princess Charlotte. She doesn't spin webs. Question two. Which Kardashian is currently in the midst of a bad breakup? Uh, Kim. I, another I could care less. It's Courtney. Question number three. What did Jaden Smith wear to her recent prom? Uh, uh, uh Gladiator uniform? You're doing great. She wore a skirt. Question four. These are all this is all history, you know. <laughs> Who is Paris Hilton currently dating? Um, she just married a Rothschild, actually. A Rothschild? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean, a Rothschild? Like a says I can't remember his first name, but his last name's Rothschild. I'm afraid you're thinking of Nikki. Oh. The answer is Thomas Gross. Ew, gross. What did former president... Um, I'm sorry. What did former Mexican president Vin- Vincent Fox recently refer to Donald Trump as? Uh, an asshole? Un idiota. Oh, yeah. that too. <laughs> All right, question six. You're doing very good. What did Miley Cyrus do this week to announce her new album to the internet? Um, wiggled her butt. I love this game. She posed topless on the web. Close. <laughs> uh, question number seven. What celebrity was recently on the cover of Bizarre Magazine? As in Shopping Bizarre, not as in Strange. Uh... Desmond Tutu? Natalie Portman. <laughs> Who is the most recent model of Calvin Klein underwear? Um, Stewie Griffin. <laughs> hey, he would do really well at that. He's done it. He's done it. It's, um... Do you want me to read nine? Uh, go ahead. Okay, question... Well, you didn't give the answer. Don't you have any questions oh. about Richard Nixon or something? Kendall Jenner was the answer to that, sorry. <laughs> Kendall Jenner. All right, are you going to do nine or am I? 
I will. What was the question? The answer. Uh, sorry, what was the answer to question one? Now, um, let's see, which is now history. The question will not be repeated. Oh, jeez. Come on, give me a Nixon question. You lived through this history. Come on. Uh, Short-term memory loss. (laughs) That's your guess? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's Princess Charlotte. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Again, I could care less. (laughs) All right, question 10. Who was the fourth pharaoh in Egypt's fourth dynasty? Oh, before my time. (laughs) I failed. (laughs) Coffrey. There was some history. That was all history. That's history. Yeah. <laughs> what type of history That's was shit. that? Immediate history. Shit history. <laughs> shit I mean, history. come on. I, I, That's horrible history. I watched the moon landing live in on a black and white TV. That was history. My dad watched that too. Well, you know that they've came out recently and they've, you know, it was all a hoax. It wasn't real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so dumb. All right. Well, I guess it's time for this next button. Good job, by the way. You scored zero points. Hey, perfect. Hey, it, we're playing golf. <laughs> All right. We've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. I thought the mailbag was going to be empty this episode. Really? I did. Oh, well, it's not. We All have right. emails. All right. I will lead off. We have one from Mishka. It's uh, in relation to our last episode, which I'm sure you'll have lots to say about. Uh, the subject is Mer Sweets. God help me. And some question. S- sweets. Um, hi, everyone. It's Mishka the Fox. Why did you have to pick this topic? Anyway, the way I found out about Mersuits is I took a wrong turn on the internet boulevard and couldn't slam down on the brakes quick enough. My mind will never be as clean as it was. Mersuits are one of the reasons why some people hate furries. That's what they think we do. You already know this, so eh. At least it's died down. I don't really approve of them, but I don't really care as long as I don't have to see it. Part 2. I've been listening for a while now, and I really like it. I guess I'm the 8th listener. And this may be a weird question. Has anyone wondered what would happen if you threw a big ball of yarn into a group of feline fursuiters? Would it be a brawl? Ten kitty fursuiters beating each other up for yarn. When kitty fursuiters see yarn, do they instantly become gangsters? I think you guys should test it. I feel so awkward and nervous about this email, lol. Signed, Mishka the Fox. So, um, you will never ever get that out of your head. And they're never going to invent brain bleach. So, make peace with your memory. Smoke them peace pipe. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, but I would love to see what would happen if you threw... First of all, I'm not going to go buy a big ball of yarn. and I'm sorry, that's expensive. Um, and let alone haul it to a con. But I might see if I can convince someone to do it because I think that's cool. You know, you can make it really easy. All you have to do is get one of those big bouncy balls and just put no, yarn around it. Because that would hurt. Why? Because, It'd be because ba- it's heavy. It'd be a bouncy ball. I'm talking about like a not like a basketball. I'm talking about like a ball, like a katamari ball of yarn. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying that that would be a really heavy ball. So what you do is you get a really big ball, and then on the outside. I just feel like you're adding disaster. Okay, whatever. Dude, a giant ball of yarn would weigh like fifty pounds. Yeah, not throwing that at the first shooter. How about a scared? giant ball of yarn into a bunch of uh, um, mer suiters? <laughs> they tie just... each other up. <laughs> oh, oh, where's the groan button for this one? 
Huh. Well, uh, I think that's Well, thank you good. so much yeah. for sending that in. Thanks, I Mishka. appreciate it. Now, um, we have a next... Our next email that came in was from Dallas. Now, it looks like that he ended up sending you texts specifically. I just... I'm, I'm going to do it this way. Um, thanks for the item. Secondarily, I got all your texts. I replied to most of them. I appreciate you writing in. However, email is always a good idea too. Saves us the... It's hard to do the little one reply, one reply, one reply. One nice email is always good. If you want to have a conversation with us, have it on social like media. have it on social media. Like go to our Twitter or go to our go to our Facebook. But our email is yeah. So if you want to send stuff for the show for us to read, just send us a mm-hmm. a good long email. But well, either way, we and appreciate we'll hearing from you. Reply still, though. and you can reply back. Yeah. But. Yeah, but we do appreciate you hearing from you. I know that sometimes you don't know, you're running around. That's all you can do. We love getting the email, so thank you. Yes. So what was what? there anything that nope. he? Okay. That was it. He was just saying he enjoyed the show. Okay. He said um, he's amazing. I love your podcast. Awesome. Basically, what is it? Okay. Well, we have another email from Leo. He says, hello guys, it's Leo, and this is a bit more serious than I like to get nowadays. But since you all have been around the block more than me, I kind of need your help. My hero, my Tio, if you remember he wrote us about that a long time ago, uh, has gotten into a deep, deep depression so much that he hasn't left his house. He's quit his job, and he just sits and looks at the wall and sleeps, and it scares me more than I want to admit. He's helped me so much with the problems I've had with my dad and my depression that I need to help him too. I just don't know how to start. I don't want to be forceful. My grandma tried to console him and talk to a therapist, and he got so mad he drove off. I don't want to lose my last hero, and I'll do whatever it takes to get him back for his better self. Hope you guys can help this tiger once again. Sincerely, Leo the Artist. It's really hard when you have somebody that doesn't want help themselves. I mean, I know of a saying, you can only bring a horse to, to the water. You can't force him to drink it. And um, unfortunately, what you have to do is you just have to give him the information. You have to point him in the right direction. And if he chooses not to take the advice or not to, you know, not to to go to therapy or get help, then you can't force him because he'll end up hating you and despising you. We did a whole episode on this this season, which I know you are aware of, Leo, the suicide and depression episode. The one thing uh, maybe that we weren't is we didn't just have the time to get into it, but the thing about people who aren't well mentally or are depressed or you know all of that is that they have to want to be helped themselves at the very end no one can make them do it like rue was saying so you know some people don't like the word therapists they think it means that they're damaged goods that they're you know less equal so you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i know exactly what and you're so saying. It's just a matter of either convincing them in a way based on facts that, look, your behavior is different and it's concerning to those who love you. Um, or you can try talking to a therapist yourself and see what offer, what they might ask you to do uh, because you're going to have to deal with some stuff on your end no matter what. People falling ill mentally is never a great thing. Call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is a crisis hotline, so it doesn't necessarily have to be suicidal, but those people can help. They can advise you um, how to proceed with the situation, even offer resources uh, locally that can, you know, help with the situation, professional help. What's the phone number, do you know? 
Uh, something, something talk. <laughs> Hold on, I got it. Uh, 800-273-TALK. 8255. They're in English and Spanish. Whatever you end up doing, make sure that you you let him know and you rephrase this over and over. Um, well, not, you know, at the end of it. Just make sure that you let him know that you care a lot about him and you care about his well-being. So just just be factful though. Don't don't be emotionally manipulative. There's a difference, and it's important. But let's ask SK his thoughts. Yes. Um, just be there. Um, everything that's been said. Uh, the first step of any getting better from any kind of problem, uh, be it a deep set or a temporary issue, is the first step. And the first step is realizing that you've got an issue. Um, if that step's already been made, that scares a lot of people and they'll close up. Um, and you may not be able to handle that. It's, it's a tough thing for anyone to handle helping another person going through a severe bout of depression. It's a serious business. Um, if nothing else, just be there for them. Um, you know, a cup of hot chocolate, you know, Hey, um, you know, let's go outside. Hey, let's play a game. Um, or if they don't want to do that, if they want to sit and stare at a corner of the wall, and grab a book and sit next to them and stare at the wall with them. That'll drive them nuts because then they'll have to do something. Yes, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, and if you get really want them to get up, fart, and then they'll they'll go away. There's <laughs> <laughs> your advice: fart <laughs> from the skunk. Right, but well, it is it, it is a serious him. deal, and and just be there for them. That is the most important thing. Yep, I love him, and we wish you all the best on that. Well, SK, we want to thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you or message you or reach out to you, how would they go about doing that? Um, SK Skunk on Facebook. Um, what about those of us who don't believe in Facebook? Uh, I am SK Skunk on FA. What about those of us who don't believe in F.A.? Uh, You're t- you are not batting well right now. Uh, Gmail, oldskunkguy at gmail.com. Hey, that works. All the spammers are happy now. Yes, all the spammers are happy. <laughs> all right, sweet. And, and you- I have very good aim. <laughs> all right, well, it's time for the last button. You ready? Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's time for housekeeping. So housekeeping, as always, is where we tell you the little things that you care about. Make sure that you comment on our website. Yep, comment on the site. It's free. It's easy. You could use your existing logins. You don't need to create an account. It's the best. Comment on social media. We have Twitter, at For What It's Worth. We have Facebook, which is what? Which is Facebook, For What It's Worth. You just type it in. We should really work on that URL thing. Well, uh, just one day, one day, one day. All right, audience, hold us to it. Uh, what are the social medias? Do we have? we have Google Plus, which Firebreath manages for us? He's there. He will talk to you about all of your problems, unless he's sleeping. Yes. <laughs> and also comment on um, iTunes and Stitcher. I think you can comment on Stitcher, right? I have no idea, honestly. I just added it and I listen. Oh. But Stitcher works if you're listening on Android, so there you go. Um, iTunes yeah, reviews are good. Yes, it helps us out a lot. In fact, we actually got some good iTunes reviews. Are we number two now? Uh, no, we're not. Damn it. But 
you know, if you want me to, I can pull them up. No, no. I think that they would be really good to read. We should. Why don't we just thank them by name? Does that work? Um. Well, you do that. Okay, go ahead and um, you continue. The end of season is coming up. We have two episodes. So we have one more episode, and then we have the end of season episode. So do us a favor and write us in now so that we can prepare the audio and stuff. I, look, here's the thing. is I'm going to have to go pull all the audio clips for this, and I don't want to spend hours and hours doing it. I'd rather do it in one session. Um, so if you can let us know by July 31st, then we will be sure to include your favorite moments in the season wrap-up. And there have been a lot of them. Like Rue's redefining of North America once again. <laughs> um, or or tugs and us teasing him to death or something. Yeah, because that happens. So <laughs> there's that. And then we have our next episode. So this is the last regular episode of the current season. We're going to be talking about um, the culture that's in Utah. And we're, yes. we actually have a special guest that's going to be coming back. Yes. So we originally were calling this Religion 2. And the thing is, is... We've done religion, and we're going to take it from a different angle this time. Before, it was, how is religion conflict with you being a furry? We're going to step outside a furry just a little bit on the next episode, and we're going to talk about how Utah's culture is just insane sometimes because of the heavy religious influence it has. So for those of you who are listening in Texas, other states, Idaho, uh, back east in the UK, you will probably get a better insight into what makes Salt Lake just so weird and different from other places. And we have a great guest in line for that. And it'll be exciting. So send all your, your weird things. Like if you've ever noticed at the store, like what's up with the caffeine-free everything? That would be a good question. Or if you have general questions about Mormons, because that's the big heavy religion here, ask them. We will have our guest answer if them. If you're afraid to come to our state because you're going to be converted, that would be a good question. If you think the elders will come out of a wall somewhere and get you for doing something terrible. If you feel like that if you enter into a church building and you will be burned... This is a good episode for you. <laughs> if you're curious how magnets work. <laughs> so just to be clear, we're not going to make fun of Mormons. We're going to have a legitimate discussion about the influence on culture. So if you've got legit questions, we totally want them from you. So cast at for what it's worth. You have one week, ladies and gentlemen, one week to send those in. Oh my Actually, yes. I lied. We're going to give you a week and a half. And, and Magic this... underwear. Don't forget that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, fry sauce. What's up with that? Fry right, we'll sauce, cover. We'll fry cover sauce that. is good. I love fry sauce. So, did you get that up, or are we done? I guess we're done. Uh, you're That's all right. Terrible. We'll get them next time. Get them uh, next time. So, I'm gonna start. Thank us you off? for thank you so much for those people that ended up sending some stuff on our iTunes. It helps out a lot. You have no idea. So, if you like our show, you want to help us out, please go to iTunes and write a review. So, this has been Rue. This has been Tugs. And Kuru. And SK. And this has been For, for What, what it's, it's Worth. Damn it! Did he say it? Yes! Ah! Uh.